Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook yes yes y'all from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is about to head to where I was, kind of. <laughs> Wife. Further south, but yes. Further south. Uh, she's actually Pickle. Howdy. Uh, how was your evening? It was good. I was able to sit there and scroll through a ton of Texan live games, and that's always mm-hmm. that's become a real enjoyable thing for me to do on Thursday, kind of checking on how the guys are doing. And last night, everyone was spot on on their broadcasting. I was really proud of everyone last night. Even us? And then there was you. I was going to say, even Craig and I? <laughs> well, Craig was fantastic. And then there was you. I was also there. You were also there. I was also there. That's, you, know, <laughs> you know how you talk about how you have an offense that's so good it can outscore its problems? Yes. I'm the defense. Um, that's what I'm saying. And I want to give one big shout oh, out to sure. our yeah, guy. Uh, shout out. I need to make sure that I get his name. Uh, Will, I, I never know how to say his last name. Turboff, I believe is how you say it. Sure. Um, he is one of, our, yeah, one of our younger broadcasters down in Houston. I had opportunity to meet him a couple weeks ago but he got a chance to move from camera to uh call a game last night and it was quite impressive good work everybody so shout out him good job good job will today is friday november 5th 2021 20 days till thanksgiving i ordered my turkey yesterday did you I've had mine ordered, but yeah. Yeah, I was speaking more to the, the, ah, sorry, the sorry, royal sorry. you. I was like, I sent you a general. screenshot of my turkey. I know you did. Yeah, I, I know. Trust <laughs> me. We share these things. It's fine. Those are important <laughs> things. I don't actually care. Like, you're, like, if you were to go on like a date, I wouldn't want to know any updates about that. But the moment you order like green bean casserole, I need to know. No. <laughs> exactly what's happening. <laughs> yes. I, I, need to, I need those updates in my life. Happy birthday to... Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. What a birthday gift. Uh, episode 1,276. On today's show, guys, we're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and then it's Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We're going to answer your questions about high school football, college football recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, everything you got, anything you got. We're going to go until about 1235 to answer your questions. Cool? Cool. Cool. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Eagle Eye Homan, <laughs> Rob Hathaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Coach Terry Crawford. 
I have an update. Uh-huh. 10 and 0 district champion Ava Panther. Back to back. How about that? I haven't lost a district. They haven't lost a home game or a regular season game in like a million years. That's not true. I think they lost one in 2019. Yeah, good but on you, coach. Anyway, <laughs> 10 and 0 Ava Panthers. All right, Pickle. It's time to hand out the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award at Dave Campbell's Texas Football in conjunction with the Texas Bowl. It's proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com commences throughout the course of the week, closes every Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. Can you check your watch and tell me if it's shortly thereafter? It is, in fact shortly thereafter your week 10 mr texas football player of the week is bang van quarterback jackson rainey went nuts in their win over canton 17 of 18 301 yards five touchdowns passing another 220 yards and three touchdowns on the ground Congratulations to all the nominees. Katie Cinco Ranch quarterback Gavin Rutherford. Frisco Liberty quarterback Keldrick Luster. Mount Vernon running back Mackenzie McGill. Mainer running back Quentin Joyner. Corpus Christi Miller wide receiver Lonnie Akism. Pilot Point wide receiver Aiden Cox. Crowley wide running back Duante Baker. Tulia quarterback Trayvon McCaslin. And Seymour quarterback Braden Lloyd. But a very special congratulations to the Week 10 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Van quarterback Jackson Rainey. Very well-deserved young man. One more thing to do, Pickle. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 11, Week 10, Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... Clear Falls defensive coordinator Destry Cope. The Knights defense forced a pair of turnovers and held district rival Clear Creek to just 215 total yards on D- on offense in a critical 13-7 win over the Wildcats. Congratulations to all the nominees. Crandall offensive coordinator Kevin Brewer, Lubbock Estacado defensive coordinator Jeff Litke, and Goliath offensive coordinator John Levas. But a very special congratulations to the Week 10 Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Clear Falls defensive coordinator Destry Cope. Congratulations to you, Coach, and the entire Clear Falls community. All right, Pickle. We're going to get to Helpful Honda Mailback Friday in just a moment. Let's do a little bit of Thursday cleanup if we could. Talk a little bit about that, can we? Absolutely. You think we can talk? What happened last there were some, some big things that happened last oh, night. Oh, no. Last night like was... Like some a, monumental things that last happened. Last night was, was pretty big. Most notably... Specifically on ESPN. Uh, most notably, they're on um, with our buddy, by the way. Uh, you know, with, with, we have friends. We have buddies. Okay. Um, a buddy of mine was working on the um, uh, working on the, the broadcast there. I'll tell you after, off, after the, the show. But anyway, last night, down goes number two, Lovejoy, yeah. at the hands of Frisco Liberty. Uh, final score last night was, if I can get this website to load. Uh, that's right. They played Thursday, so I got to matriculate over there. Uh, final score last night was, oh, my gosh. This is not good. Lovejoy. Where is it? There it is. There we go. 27-24. Lovejoy was try- oh, was driving for the lead, but give a lot of credit to Liberty. Keldrick Luster was a big problem for them. They were not able to cont- contain him. And the, love- the, lo- the Liberty defense 
did their part kind of holding them in check, um, you know, held them to their lowest point total of the year. Fantastic win for Liberty. That does. So I need to check out the tiebreak situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that because Liberty beat or Frisco beat Liberty, Liberty beat Lovejoy, Lovejoy beat Frisco. As a result, um, we are there's going to be a three way tie. Yeah. Um, at the top, I believe my guess, just knowing how tiebreakers tend to work, mm-hmm. would be that because Liberty really beat the pants off of Frisco, that they would be the. Or the or, I'm the sorry, p- because, points because, for. Um, let me rephrase. Yeah. Because um, Lovejoy beat the pants off of Frisco. Yes. Points four is probably going to end up still keeping them in the number one spot, but I do not know that for a fact. I need to check out the tiebreak after it's, the show. It's time to implement it. it is Katie Engelson's great the, idea. Uh, armadillo armadillo races. races. That's what we need. Three-way tie armadillo races. Um, so congratulations to Liberty. It's a huge win for Lovejoy. Maybe that shakes things up. Maybe that gives them that loss they need heading into the playoffs. Maybe. Uh, they still feel like the biggest threat to Alito in Region 2, uh, but certainly noteworthy. Also noteworthy last night in the 5A ranks. The game that Matt Stepp was at. Yeah. Lubbock Coronado, 48. Amarillo Tascosa, 29. Down goes the number four team in the 5A Division One ranks um, in Tascosa. A really impressive win from Lubbock Coronado, who fell behind early in this game, but kept clawing back and eventually took this game over in the second half. What a win for DJ Mann and company. Uh, just fantastic victory there for them. They clinch at least a share of the district championship. Unbelievable win for for Coronado, uh, for Tascosa, and again a team that kind of felt like they might have been the favorite in Region One. Yeah. Now you know what does this mean? You know we'll mm-hmm. have to see. I, I'm not ready to throw dirt on them after one game because you never know. Maybe they're just looking ahead to the playoffs. But at the same time, awfully impressive from Lubbock Coronado, a team that feels like they're peaking at the right time. Started off slow this year, but starting to play their best ball right now. I genuinely wonder. I, there are some coaches that do focus on statewide stuff like that because they're junkies like we are. But then there's a lot of coaches that only focus on their region and stuff but for those statewide guys I wonder if they're kind of looking at those scores from last night and really reiterating to their team today like hey Hey. (laughs) just because it's the last week of the season and you think you have this Mm -hmm. thing wrapped up you cannot come out here sluggish Mm -hmm. like I feel Mm -hmm. like those two specifically really kind of wake some people up when they need it um Angleton or uh Katie Pato beats Angleton 55 to 13 it was like in 42 to 13 at the end of the first. It was ridiculous. Um, in what we can only categorize as a get right game for Peto, coming off of their first loss of the year, they uh, certainly got right. Against that's a good Angleton team. Yeah, they, it is. They took them down in a big, big way. That was impressive. Um, of note in district play, we're sticking in 5A Division One. San Antonio Lanier beats San Antonio Burbank. That is not necessarily an upset, but what it means is it gives us a, finally a little bit of clarity into that wild District 13 5A Division One. So Lanier is in. Lanier has clinched a playoff spot. Now, if you are San Antonio Kennedy, who has not made the playoffs in a decade, it, all they have to do, if they beat San Antonio Memorial tonight, then they are in. They get in. That is the name of the game. It is now a win and in situation. Now, I believe there is a circumstance in which they can still get in with a loss. But just go ahead and win and wrap they up those control. Guys. Now, there was a situation where um, if they won, they were not guaranteed a playoff spot if, if uh, Burbank had beaten Lanier. Um, they could have been held out based on a, a certain number, of, a certain kind of tiebreak if other things had broken a certain way. But for now, for San Antonio Kennedy, they can make the playoff. They are winning, and they control their own destiny now because Lanier has clinched a playoff spot with their win over Burbank. Um, Elsewhere, 
in the ranks last night. Abilene took it to San Angelo Central, 49-14. Arlington beats Arlington Bowie, 51-20. Kick them, as they say. Kicking intensifies. Kick them. Atascacita all over Beaumont Westbrook, 37-7. And another game that you would categorize as a get-right game. It got very chippy in District 11 6A last night. Um, DeSoto holds off Waxahachie 31 25. Cedar Hill holds off Mansfield 20 to 10. Those are basically holding wild. Firm. <laughs> it's a weird district this year. Um, Flower Mound Marcus beats Plano East. Let's see what else. Mansfield Lake Ridge beat Hewitt Midway 63 56 in the in the wild wild game Something's of the night. He's got to get right down there. And but, 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 what else? Klein Oak beat Tom Memorial 63 to 35. And let's see if there's any other games that I need to look at. Oh, Roosevelt beat Churchill 21 17. Mm-hmm. Good job, Roosevelt. Um, in one in five A Division two, there was of course uh, Huntsville. Okay, Huntsville comes back and beats Fullshear twenty four twenty two to steal grab it from the fire and clinch a playoff spot in three overtimes. By the way, three overtimes they're able to, to pull out the victory. Uh, great win for them. Also of note, last night, did you see how the South Grand Prairie and Arlington Lamar game ended? I did not. Okay, so this is very interesting. So Arlington Lamar. Uh, was playing South Grand Prairie. They were up for a while. I do know that. It ends up going to overtime, okay? It ends up going to overtime. South Grand Prairie needed a win or, or I'm sorry, South Grand Prairie needed a win or a loss by seven or fewer. Mm-hmm. To in or six or fewer rather to in order to win the game. So you need to lose by a field goal. Yeah, lose by, lose by less than a touchdown, basically. Yes. So this game goes to overtime. And then it goes to a second overtime. And then, and here's the interesting part. Mm -hmm. It goes to a third overtime. And I'm not being funny. That is noteworthy because, Pickle, what happens in the third overtime? It goes to just two-point conversions. So you can't win by seven. No. Ball game was over at that point. Like, functionally, they They played played out the string. South Grand Prairie ended up winning 12 to 10, but it didn't matter. Matter, right. At that point, once that game, once they went to the third overtime, it was over. And that's, that's when you're going, just go, just just hold them here. And like, that's another interesting wrinkle for this year. Yeah, uh, because that hasn't been the case for a while. For point differentials, you need to understand that, you know, once you get to uh, the third overtime, it's going to be two-point conversions, and you cannot win by more than two. I guess technically you can win by four, right? If you were to... If you were to score your two-point conversion and then return a turnover for the other one, you could win by as many as four. But if you need a touchdown, you can't do it. And even then, at that point, if you're the other team, don't you just spike it? Mm -hmm. Like, you're just like, okay, I'm not going to risk it. Throw it in the end zone or throw it out of the back of the end zone. Uh, So another wrinkle to keep in mind tonight uh, as we enter the final Friday night of the regular season in Texas high school football. All right, Pickle, it's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Honda. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. If you got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, um, books, let us know in the comments. We're going YouTube today, right? YouTube and Facebook? Yep. Okay, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're going to try to start matriculating over to YouTube, but if you got uh, one of those, let us know. Pickle, has anybody asked any questions? A ton of stuff going on in the comments right now about whether... nice? Yeah. Okay. About whether... Is it about our cookies? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> like, I know, I know for a fact that, like, this isn't all that special in the sense that, like, 
it's not like somebody took it like by hand and was like, oh, I'm going to craft in David. Like they just printed it on there. Yeah, but still. I think it's super cool. Well, I was going to say, you've been here for what, 11 years and you've never seen a cookie I with I've Dave Campbell's? I've never seen Campbell's? a Dave Campbell's cookie. How about that? Thank so you. So cool. Thank you, Flavor of the Last Okay, go on. The Puff Flower Shop. Um, about whether or not Cade Klubnik is playing tonight, and the answer to that question is let's yes. Go, let's go to our insider, yeah. Ashley Pickle. I We did hear, it was in the comments the other day that Todd Dodge had said on Craig Way's show on the horn that he was playing. I did talk to Coach Dodge yesterday morning and reiterated that and asked if it was true, and he said yes. He said without hesitation, he was like, he's healthy, he's ready to go. So yes, according to Coach Dodge, Kate Klubnick will be the starter tonight from, against from, Lake Travis. From what I understand, from what I understand about the situation, um, they have had to hold him back, like in the sense of like he wants to go out there and play, right. and they've said no, 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 dude, like we need you to get right and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now I think they've reached a point where he is right enough that they are happy, they're okay sending him back out. Right, and I think that it'll hit it'll hit a point tonight where if he starts to try to do too much and come back too hot, I think that you'll see him and Dodge on the sideline of Dodge kind of telling him, hey, man, like, well, you need to not try and do that right now. Like, don't do too much. So the other thing about this, this is interesting, is he, like, if Dodge wanted to play pure long game here, mm-hmm. there's no reason to play him tonight. No. None. Like, yes, it's a rivalry game, and I understand that everybody wants to win that game, but at the same time, it's like, why? Like, it doesn't... You have the number one seed in Division Two locked up. Like, wh- whether you beat Lake Travis by 150 or you lose to Lake Travis by 150, it doesn't matter. So, obviously, the, obviously the, the, this means something to him. And, mm-hmm. you know, look, it probably means something to Kate Klubnick. I'm sure he was... I'm sure... He was his own advocate. I'm sure he was <laughs> lobbying on his, on his behalf to, mm-hmm. to go out there and play. Well, the other thing that was funny, too, is I had talked to... Coach uh, Carter earlier this week too, and he was the one that basically he's he's got quite a few guys coming in specifically on the defense. They've got a defensive back and a defensive lineman coming back in mm-hmm. um, from injury, so they've kind of had ridden that injury bug a little bit throughout the season. So he was the one that said, "I think that he goes. I think I can speak for Coach Dodge and myself both on this one. Of the main goal for tonight's game is to not." get yeah. anyone injured like I think they're both in that thing of if anyone starts to look like they're limping a little bit or hurting or in pain they're not keeping their guys out there either no. one of them no I think that that's and I think that I think they're smart I think that's that's the way they they probably ought to play it and and yeah I, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting bit of gamesmanship but um yeah obviously it sounds like he's going to play um part of me also there's a very very and Todd Dodge is a very trustworthy person I want to be clear about that mm-hmm there's a small part of me back here that wonders if he's playing. And I wondered that. I really, really wondered that. That's why, when I see it. that's why I wanted to ask myself, even after he had said that, because I wanted to see how quick he responded or if it was a hmm, you know? And he know. responded quick. So we'll mm-hmm. see if he's just good at. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out. Pulling strings there. <laughs> All right. What's next, Pickle? Um, let's go with does Region 4. 5A Division 2 mm-hmm. stand a chance against Region 3 and if so who would that be Um I will say that they are underdogs okay so here are the favorites in some sort of order in Region 4 okay it could be a team like the winner of tonight's game between Leander Rouse and Glenn mm-hmm. I'm sorry Leander Rouse and Brenham I should say uh one of those teams it could be Liberty Hill yeah. Right? Who, of course, is the reigning regional champion. It could be San Antonio Alamo Heights. 
let me right? yeah let me say don't bury bernie champion i saw a sure. really bad game that they played but they were completely injury ridden like they've got a good team when they've got their guys in bernie champion is certainly a team to keep an eye on uh, Falls. if you want to dream on a team from the valley maybe it's a team like mercedes right mm-hmm. that would be dreaming on a team from the valley um so for me i would say that um yeah, I would look at this game, or I would look at it and say they're going to be underdogs because Region Three, I think, has is deeper. Region Three, I think, has more contenders. Yeah, but you only got to face one. Yep. Like maybe it's Fort Bend Marshall, maybe it's Crosby, maybe it's Montgomery, maybe it's AM Consolidated, maybe it's Texas High. But you only got to face one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that they're going to be an underdog. Do they stand a chance? Yeah. Would I install them as an underdog? Yes. Uh, functionally, like if it was like, let's just pick two teams at random. If it was Fort Ben Marshall against Liberty Hill, okay? If it was Fort Ben Marshall against Liberty Hill, I would say that Fort Ben Marshall is a two touchdown favorite. That's mm-hmm. me talking. That's just me saying that right now. That would be the way that I would view that game. Um, we'll see. Strange things happen, injuries happen, things like that. You don't know. But right now, I would say Region 3 is a clear favorite over Region 4 and 5A Division 2. What's next, Pickle? Um,. Let's go. Todd Gleaton wants to know, does China Spring get a challenge from Waco Connolly? Connolly's... Uh, um, okay, here's what I'll say about Connolly. <laughs> okay, probably no. not. I'm <laughs> just going to say no, I don't be think, I just don't think. I just don't think that Connolly can um, can keep up defensively. No. I, still, I think that Major Bowden's going to put on a show tonight. I think that's the biggest problem for them. I will say this. Connolly's got some cats. Connolly's got Trey Wisner, who's a monster. Um, they've got him, and when you've got him, you're going to have a chance. I would say that China Springs a, a clear favorite in this game uh, to finish off a, re- a perfect regular season. Um, but Connolly certainly has a couple of athletes that can give that can give China Spring trouble. That is for me the biggest thing. So, yeah, I would say I would say I would look I would lean towards China Spring in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next? I'm. This is a really good question. If you're locked into the playoffs already, and your last game is against a winless team, if you were the coach, how long would you play your starters? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it's a fair question. And it, I would play them into the third quarter. It's so situational, too. It is. It is. Be- because just because you're playing a winless team doesn't necessarily mean that like the other like if you're trying to still win a district championship it can go back and forth I think there. that if let's put it this way I think that this is my thing and there's no honor among thieves to be clear but if there is any sort of playoff implication involved in the game on either side mm-hmm. I think you owe it to football Jesus <laughs> to play the game straight yeah now I would have a much quicker um, hook for my guys than I otherwise would. For for instance, there may be games where you're up 34 nothing, and you keep your starters in into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I would probably have a quicker hook on guys. But I do believe that if they're like if that team that is winless has an opportunity to get into the playoffs, you owe it to football Jesus to play it straight until the game is in hand. I'm sure football Jesus appreciates you. I'm just saying, I think there's... Like, thinking about what he would like. Like, there's just got to be some honor. You know what I mean? And I think that if you played it straight... Because the other thing you owe it to is you owe it to the other teams in your district that you certainly played it straight against, right? Mm-hmm. And if if you are 
doing you would then be doing the team that you're playing a favor by letting it off the taking it off the gas pedal, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that you, that you owe it, you know, the football football Jesus. Uh, don't don't make him mad. He's he's a vengeful vengeful lord. Mm-hmm. What's next, pickle? Um, let's go with let's talk about the biggest two games in Class Three A Division Two. One of those would be Childress and Canadian, mm-hmm. and the other one would be Tulula, Tulia, Tulia and Spearman. Yeah, same district too. Um, okay, well, we'll start with we'll start with the um, the big one, which is Childress and Canadian. So I made this point to I made this point on Teppen Step, and I also made this point on Craigway Show last night. Yesterday, right there. On paper, there is almost no reason to pick Canadian in this game. Almost no reason. Mm-hmm. Childress is undefeated. Childress looks the part. Childress is rolling. Childress has the single individual best playmaker, in my opinion, in Colin Bishop. Childress has the better defense. Childress looks the part. There's no reason. Canadian, by the way, very banged up. Canadian, two losses coming off of a rather, I would say, rather substantial loss to Tulia, the aforementioned Tulia. Um, There's no reason to pick Canadian in this game. Except the one small little thing, which is Childress ain't beat Canadian since 1999. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, 14 straight they've beaten them. Uh, Canadian has Canadian has the deed to to Childress. Okay, they own them. They are they are not just in their kitchen. They are redecorating the kitchen, mm-hmm. making eggs, making pancakes, asking what you'd like for breakfast. They are owning Childress historically. This game's in Canadian. This is a mental game for Childress. They're the I'm comfortable saying that they're the better team, right? Mm-hmm. They've shown themselves to be the better team. But does that matter? That's the real intrigue in this game. I picked Childress, but ooh, this is, you know, this is this is <laughs> this is very dicey here, I would say. The other game Tulia and Spearman is a huge game with ma- major playoff implications. Assuming Friona beats Highland Park, Amarillo Highland Park, which I think is a pretty fair assumption. I think Friona is going to be a pretty heavy favorite. The computer has them as a, 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 a heavy favorite in that game. Then Tulia and Spearman becomes a straight-up playoff game. Winning yeah. in, losing out. Um Tulia is right in the heater right now. They've got the big win last week over Canadian. If they play like that, then they're not going to have any trouble. Um, my question is going to be, can that offense continue to cook the way that it did? I thought their quarterback, uh, Trayvon McCaslin, was on one last week. If he has a big game like that, then they're going to be very dangerous. Um, I lean towards Tulia in that game. I think that they're. I, I'm going to ride the hot hand. Um, even on the road at Spearman. But that game's a coin-flippy type game. I'm very interested in that one. For Spearman, their defense has been probably the best part of their team. Can they get that offense in gear? And if this game gets into a shootout, they're probably not built for that. So that's a big question for me. I like Tulia in that one. I'm going to ride the hot hand. I guess I like Childress, although I don't feel good about it um, historically. What's next, Pickle? Um, where Do you know where anyone could get brackets uh, for TAPS? 
Yeah, I know ta- we don't uh, do them. Tap, but... Taps' website has them. Uh, okay. It's taps. They have a they have a weird ending to their. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean that in a nice E-D-C-U. way. No, 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 it's it's taps.biz. <laughs> I knew it was weird. Yeah, it's taps.biz. You can find their the brackets sure. over there. Um, I, in fact, if you go to taps.biz slash brackets, you can go there. They've got all the brackets up for there, yeah. for six man football, eleven man football, and field hockey. Ooh. So there you go. Make Dave sure Campbell's know. Texas field hockey. I don't. I don't think that's got legs. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, Have you ever no. watched field hockey? Not really. There's a weird thing that you can only use one hand on the stick. I want to say. What? I don't think that's correct. I don't know. I don't know if field hockey's. Playing. That sounds like cricket or something. I don't know. No, you can use two hands on the bat. In oh, cricket. Okay. We're experts. As you can tell, this the start of uh, Dave Campbell's Texas field hockey's going real well, man. What's next, pickle? Um. Okay, let's talk some college football. If you're Steve Sarkeesian in Texas football, how do you, how does your mindset look heading into the rest of the season after blowing three double digits leads in a row? I don't know. Finish. Well, you know, it, it's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and it's one of those things that what you've got to fight against is. The here we go again, mm-hmm. right? That's going to sweep over your sideline because it felt like it swept over the sideline last week. I thought Texas was better than Baylor last week uh, yep. for long stretches of that game until suddenly Baylor took a little bit of momentum and Texas kind of looked around and goes, oh, well, this is where we lose the game again. Yep. You got to fight against that. That's the biggest thing. Um, you know, winning cures all. The, the, you didn't hear about these 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 issues whenever they were winning. Um, if you go out there and you beat Iowa State, which I think they're more than capable of doing, they go out there and beat Iowa State, then suddenly a lot of those problems kind of dissipate. I think a lot of this comes down to establishing the run with B. John Robinson. I think it comes down to Casey Thompson taking care of the football and the defense getting off the field on third down. That's just been the biggest thing for them. Is they're, they're, they're giving up too many third and fours, third and three. Put them in third and uncomfortable, especially Iowa State, who's not built to convert those types of things. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge game. I will just say this. They're four and four right now. F- the difference between f- five and four and four and five is only one game, but it feels a lot bigger, mm-hmm. right? Feels like it's a bigger, bigger game. So um, keep an eye on that. I would say um, a lot of it just comes down to whether or not they can keep they can keep the same game plan and keep it moving and, and jump out to a, a big enough lead. Or maybe they're just a the kind of team that they, they need to play from behind. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Anyway, what's next, Pickle. Um, who is the greatest threat to LBJ in their region? Yeah, um, so LBJ is a team we haven't talked a ton about, and, and of course the number one team in 4A Division One. It's got to be, I mean, one of the... <clears throat> Cal Allen? I guess Cal Allen. Um, I think I Cal mean, Allen's pretty flawed. I, I think Miller's flawed, too, to be honest with you. I think Miller's flawed, because I don't think Miller can play any defense. I mean... Um, I ha- they can score. PLC? But, I, I mean, know. but also remember... LBJ beat Miller last year, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would say maybe, yeah, uh, the the three would be Cal Allen, Miller, and Bernie. I don't know. Bernie's interesting. Bernie's a little bit of a sleeper, in my opinion. They're a team that I think, because they don't, they have, uh, oh, golly, their quarterbacks. <sighs> Blanking on the quarterbacks. Rashawn Galloway. Rashawn Galloway's been really good for them. Um, they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit. I like this Bernie team, but I think that LBJ's got to be the favorite in this one. Cal Allen, I guess, because of the pedigree, is probably the 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 chief challenger. But yep. Bernie may, in fact, be the second best team in that region. Um, like overall, 
I don't know. I would say it's I would say it's Cal Allen or Bernie would be yeah. my teams. I just don't. I love Miller. I love what Lonnie Atkinson does. I love what that new quarterback brings to the table. I think they would just get gassed by LBJ. I just, I just think the problem is that how are they going to get him off the field? No, I just don't know. And 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 LBJ is going to get three stops and the game's over. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because their of, defense would literally to, just be out there I'll, forever. I'll say this: last night at the Pflugerville Weiss game against Georgetown, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what happened. Yep. Is Pflugerville Weiss's defense was giving up these long drives, but but. Georgetown turned the ball over four times, mm-hmm. and Weiss scored on their first nine possessions. Yep. Um, so it was just over from there. And so that's kind of what I would say is that you look at a team like like LBJ, they're going to be able to get one or two stops, and then can Miller like like can Miller get any stops? Do anything? To Literally, that's going to be what's the stop rate? Is it is it zero percent? Because if it's zero percent, the game's already over. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do two more. Two more. Um, let's go with. Have you ever been to an MLS game? Yes, I have. I've been to an FC Dallas game up in up in Frisco. Um, it was fun. I liked it. It's a good time. Matt Max Thompson has hot takes on MLS. Yeah, um, I know Ish loves going to the games. Um, <laughs> yes, Ish likes rooting against Austin FC because he's a petty man. Yes, uh, and I support him in that. Um, yes, I I have been. I think they're fun. Um, it's 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 nice. Entertainment. It's a, a Toyota Stadium up there in Frisco. It's a really nice, nice place to watch a, watch a game. Uh, quality of play. As somebody who roots for a team in the championship, I shouldn't be criticizing quality of play, but uh, <laughs> but the quality of play is subpar. But you know, you know what you pay for. Um, and then finally, this is a good ender. What potential first round games are you most excited about? <clears throat> oh, excuse me. You know, we talked about 3A Division Two and that kind of Region 1. Um, what you've got to do is you've got to look at the strength of, of districts next to one another because, like, and, and, and start there. So District 3, 3A Division Two and District 4, 3A Division Two. 3, 3A Division Two is Childress, Canadian, Friona, Tulia, Spearman mm-hmm. uh, in some sort of order. District 4 is Lubbock, Roosevelt, Abernathy, Idaloo. Cohoma is going to be third place. Um, Presumably, or maybe no. I presume Cohoma's beaten Reagan County. I don't know. Might be Stanton. That's not here or there. Um. So you're gonna have a couple games there. Mm-hmm. I think another game to keep an eye on next week. I think we're gonna get Desoto and Colleen Harker Heights. Mm-hmm. And I think Harker Heights can win that game. What about uh, your most precious H uh, Town boy? The Woodlands versus Spring. Woodlands versus Spring is going to be a lot of fun. Big Let me throw out a nine-one-five game for you that I think would fly under the radar. Okay, I okay. think uh, Canatillo and El Paso Jefferson yep. has some because Canatillo is the would be the clear-cut favorite, but Jefferson they've got something brewing over no, there. This will be their first time in the playoffs in a long Jefferson's, time. Jefferson's going to play with a lot of uh, um, underdog mentality. Pea and vinegar. Yeah, let's say they're going to come out there and they're going to be they're going to be riding high, especially if they can you know they get an, they get Andrus tonight. If they can come out with an upset win and go in flying high, they're going to feel like they can beat anybody. Um, the question is going to be on the defensive side because Cantillo's defense has been so good. Um, th- but yeah, I think that that's a, that's a game certainly I'll, I'll keep my eye on. Um, and yeah, what, what was the one? What was the one down in the valley we were talking about for for the first round? Oh, that boy. would be really great to send a. A Valley reporter to yeah, some pushing for that, aren't some you? blonde girl. I believe it's going to be Edinburgh Vela. Vela no, yeah. hold on. Is that right? Yeah, Edinburgh Vela and uh, and and San Benito. That sounds like a banger. I mean, just throwing that out there. Edinburgh Vela and San Benito could be a lot of fun. It could be. Yeah, hmm. you also get Harland and South and PSJ North, which could be fun. I think. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. It's going to do it for us. <laughs> Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Please watch Bally Sports Southwest tonight, starting at 7 o'clock. Yes. <laughs> I guess watch it all the time. I probably should say that. Yeah. And watch it. We're on there. Anyway. Oh, one more thing. Good troops. Oh, Beat Air yes. Force. There you go. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For the incomparable Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday for Bracket Breakdown on Texas Football Today.